Welcome inside the Basement Doctor Studios, live with Sports Radio, 93 on the Fan. I'm Garrett Seawright, joined alongside with Danny Holbrook for today's edition of Cookie and a Monster. Appreciate you making us a part of your day, however it is, wherever it is you're doing so, whether that's on the radio at 93onthefan.com, on the free 93 on the Fan app, or by asking your smart speaker to play 93 on the Fan. All guests today appear via the AmeriFirst Home Mortgage Hotline. And you can as well, 227-9393, 894 espn That's 1-888-894-3776. You can also tweet the show at 931-THE-FAN on the tweet machine. And that's where we got some poll questions up. We'll get to those coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Looking forward to that. Danny, back in the Basement Docker Studios once again. Glad you've made the trek here and now are able to to park in front of the basement doctor studios we're working on this roundabout here at the corner of market and main and they're they're ahead of schedule which i think is the first time ever yeah it's it's very nice uh i parked out there well first off it's 71 degrees out yeah. and just perfect weather for lima land and it's supposed to rain tomorrow <laughs> shocker <laughs> it's been nice a couple days uh had a enjoyed being on the show yesterday. Loved being asked to come back today. Hey, I got big shoes to fill in for Cookie, so I hope I hope I'm uh, doing him well. Yeah, I th- I think he'd probably give you some nice constructive criticism, <laughs> of that, like you're a high school basketball ref or something. Oh like that. yeah, Terry, no, he, I'm just kidding. Yeah, uh, so, um, there's a lot of stuff to get to today. I don't know where to where to begin, Danny. I, there's the NBA playoffs are as wild, wacky as I don't, I don't know. Let, let, hey, let me just say this. So, so I left here last, yesterday, went home, had dinner with some friends, um, watched the ball game, and I said this to to the one of the guys watching the game. Have you ever seen a playoffs where there, there's the blow, the blow, or the, the, the wild the, inconsistency? Yes, yes, yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Like. It was 21 to 1 last night at one time. Yeah. And you're thinking, wait a minute, this was exactly the opposite the game before. Right. And I'm like, how can the Heat look so bad tonight when they looked so good two nights ago? I have no I no comprehension for how that happens. <laughs> Just like they're the the wild stat to me is their starting lineup had 18 points, which is the lowest in 40 or in 50 years. Yeah, and and that's a that's a bonkers stat. It's, yeah, it's funny because they they kept putting the uh, camera on Eric Spolstra, and Eric Spolstra is a good coach, whether you like him or not. He's a good coach. Um, he's a good coach when he has good players or bad players, whatever. Right. I think he's a good coach, and he had that look that I've had as a coach that other people have had as a coach, like. I don't have an answer. I don't uh, listen. The Celtics. I don't think there's any question. The Celtics are a better team. I think they have more athletes. I think they have better players. I think they have elite players. I think the the uh, the Heat have one elite player. Uh, yeah, you know, I think who's Jimmy Butler somewhat is somewhat injured. Exactly, and that was my next point. Who's somewhat injured? So the the reason that it's two and two is because he coaches so well, and they really get after it defensively. Except. Every other game, <laughs> yeah. It's just the idea that you can dominate. They dominated game one. Yes, and then the Celtics, for the most part, come back and dominate game two. Right, and then Miami looks like that yeah. last night. The the idea and what I, I I actually like the idea of Eric Spolter just going. Ain't going to win this one. I, I do. Like, yeah. Just throw in the towel. Yes. It happens all the time in baseball. Yes. Like once a week, somebody goes, well, hell, we ain't winning that one. We're pitching the shortstop. Right. right. <laughs> Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina pitched last week, and that one was in a win. Yeah. But 
at some point you just go, well, okay, it ain't happening tonight. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. But in basketball or football or hockey, it seems like that's just like this horrendous idea that you just go, all right, we're beat. Yeah. You're beat. There's no point in expending any more energy to try to win that game because it ain't going to happen. Well, you're gonna. I think you're going to see that about four minutes to go in the third quarter tonight in the Bay when Golden State goes up by about 14 and the and the Mavericks go, okay, we can start our Cabo plans now. <laughs> oh, there, there's, a, there's another yeah. – uh, there, there's a similar situation to that in hockey that we'll talk about coming up at about sure. 5 o'clock or so. But is that is that a different situation where in game four you have to leave everybody in to – Oh, I, I guess yeah. I guess fake yeah. the idea that yeah. you're still trying. You can't pull them in the in the third quarter. Well, I think you know Jason Kidd has to realize he's outgunned. He knows that you're down three zero to maybe one of the best rosters of all time, arguably, and and you're playing in their building. And if it gets out of control, I mean, yeah, you're right. right. If it if this were well, it's it's game four. I mean, it, he's they're not gonna. I don't I don't see any chance. The the stat I saw today, I think, was. Uh, was teams are zero and three hundred forty two? Yeah, when they've gone down three zero. Yeah, and and they just they just don't have the horses. I mean, listen, uh, Luke is forty. Luke is forty tonight. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure he'll get he'll get his points. But no, nobody's nobody else. Is, it's over. It's over. Right. I'm, I'm can, Quincy. I'm the corner. I'm calling it. You can you can prolong that all you'd like. Uh, yeah. But it's not. You're not going to be able to reverse the the course of where this is going now now here's the other thing too garrett that we just said that we we, we i think we both agree that boston is the better team would you be yeah. shocked if miami wins this series i would now after last night yes yeah, yeah. just i think if i'd ask you yesterday you, you maybe I, said no, that, yeah. yeah i would have i would have told you i i would believe whoever whoever yeah. wins the series that makes sense to me yeah after last night and maybe I'm just flat out wrong on this. I just don't see how you flip the script. Ooh, that <laughs> nice. that that wild, wildly from last night. Yeah, to end up winning the series against a, a team that I think most would say is the decided favorite. You think it goes the distance? I don't know. That's a that's a better question. Yeah, probably. Like I can see the see the, see the Heat winning another game, but can I see them winning the series? I don't think so. I don't. I don't at all. Now, Marcus Smart is hurt. Um, that he's a question mark. So uh, a little bit of depth there. And and I'm going to make some people mad here. I'm not really sold on Robert Williams as a defensive stopper in the paint. I mean, well, he's big and strong and everything, but boy, he doesn't move like I'd like to see a big man move. Well, his has Robert Williams been. Robert Williams has been hurt every – has been unavailable every other game in the playoffs. I I, I don't understand why. Right, right. Like, they just keep riding this train of, all right, he's going to play on odd-numbered games. <laughs> he's going to play on game one, three, and five. Like, uh, last night I see the tweet. I'm, I'm driving home. I see a tweet, which is a horrible sentence to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I see a tweet that says, hey, Celtics have said Marcus Smart isn't, is not available tonight. Robert Williams is available. And right. that's the opposite of – like, it's always this idea that – Robert Williams gonna gonna play tonight and then be unavailable. Like, just get the dude healthy. Yeah, and I don't I don't know that he's the difference in the series. Let me ask you this: changing, we'll just change it just a little bit. Are you a fan of 
tweet dude during the game. Like that guy that tweets the entire like not, not nothing no nobody in the media. I'm talking about regular yeah. guy on um, his couch tweeting the entire game. Generally, <laughs> no. <laughs> and and I'm like that for everything. Now yeah. I will say I would have never in a million years known what was going on like at the Oscars if it weren't for people that tweeted like yeah, holy okay. hell what was that and <laughs> okay. I'm like what's everybody talking about yeah, I got like uh, every once in a while that there, right, that there will be somebody will say oh my gosh I can't believe that just happened and that's all they say but but I bet you're like me that during a big game you're watching Twitter too oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah you're pulling up pulling up scrolling yeah. seeing whatever like now I like uh I like to watch games have and looking at Twitter and like especially during the Brown season this year when they were just getting just getting plowed the the sarcasm was hilarious yes. the the tweets that people were putting on there were just hilarious so i got a kick out of and that. that's like i i enjoy the the funny tweets much yeah absolutely more than the, this team sucks and i'm gonna <laughs> drive into a bridge abutment like okay uh, like, i'm sorry my that you life feel is that, over yes the, the lions yes, beat us <laughs> yes exactly that's my like okay i don't i don't especially need to i don't need like i'm already yeah. negative enough <laughs> I don't need I don't need to watch other people be negative as well. But no, for the most part, I don't I don't need to know your every thought on uh, my, the worst to me is like the uh, the Twitter coach. Yeah. It's like, oh, why is this guy even still in the game? Oh my gosh, they should have ran this play. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go with them. Yeah, just a just a default setting I'm on. Time for our first Don Jenkins jeweler timeout. It's Cookie and a Monster. Danny Holbrook in for John Cook this afternoon. We've got our poll questions for today that we want your thoughts on, and we'll get to them on the other side of this, Don Jenkins. Do your timeout right here on Lima Sports Radio. It's 93.1 The Fan. Guardians and Astros again tonight here on Lima Sports Radio. 93.1 The Fan. Pre-game coverage begins at 7.35 on your home for the Guardians. Got a win last night, 6-1. Nice little win over a very good Houston Astros squad. So looking forward to that. Also looking forward to Arvon's Jewelry, Diamonds and Jewelry, Twitter poll questions. It's where Lima celebrates love online at Vonsjewelry.com. The first poll question uh, is is kind of inspired, Danny, by the idea that Ohio State Notre Dame tickets yeah. are um, expensive. Crazy, crazy expensive. And, and it's not ex- unexpected. No. Like Ohio State football tickets are generally pretty expensive yeah. unless it's like Friday and they're playing at home on Saturday, and the forecast says it's going to be 40 degrees and it's going to rain. Yeah. Okay, then. You get tickets pretty good prices yeah. then. Yeah. If you're willing to be miserable outside yeah. on uh, on October 29th, yeah, you're going to have a $60 ticket. But Ohio State Notre Dame going for pretty pennies right now. So we're asking, how much is too much for tickets to watch your favorite team? The options are $100 to $149, $149, or I guess $150 to Right now, 60% say $100 to $150 is too much for tickets to watch their team. Well, let me just say this. Uh, I'm... And I, this is an overarching question, by the way. It's not oh, like yeah, there's yeah. a difference between Ohio State. Like, you get double-A deck tickets, or you're sitting in the 500 level yeah. of a Reds game on Tuesday, June 9th against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, they're not created equal. But yeah. g- generally, how much is too much for tickets? I, I hadn't, I had, I've been to tons of Ohio State football games. Love going. It's one of my favorite things to do uh, at home or away or a bowl game. I just love doing it. Uh, it's, it's part of who I am. Uh, had never 
been to an Ohio State-Michigan game a couple years ago, finally got the chance, and it was the uh, Curtis Samuels double overtime. Oh, nice. Yeah, great game. Great, yep. great game. JT was short. Yeah. Yeah, great yeah, yeah, that's Jared. He'll tell you that. Um, set 50-yard line, way overpaid for tickets, but – I was gonna. Uh, that was gonna be my next question: was yeah. how much is how much have yeah. like what's the most expensive ticket you've ever bought? And if you don't want to tell me, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Okay. The Cotton Bowl tickets were really expensive. The USC. Yeah. Cotton the Bowl. U. I mean, we 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 hammered them good. It was twenty four to seven. Uh, but uh, just because it was in Jerry's world and two huge fan bases, I'll be honest with right. you, the Ohio State USC crowds were were just huge, and uh, there was seventy plus thousand in the building and yeah we paid a lot but great seats i was with three buddies we stayed with a buddy down there we grew up with it was it was a great weekend gotcha i don't blame you for that (laughs) i I don't i'm I'm trying to think of what's the most expensive ticket i've paid for and i i don't think i'm ever above 150 yeah i don't think yeah so that would to me like a hundred dollars is pushing it yeah to um just selfishly uh, the, the the tickets we get from the Columbus Blue Jackets to give away those yeah. tickets if you were to go on that Tuesday night or that Thursday night they're a hundred dollars yeah I, I couldn't afford a hundred dollars for a Blue Jackets game on Thursday night right. but they're nice seats and I sure enjoy sitting in them but yeah I think I think that's getting to stretching a hundred yeah. bucks is getting to like oh boy okay Ooh. that is and and now and now with uh, TV at an all time high with games it, it really. <laughs> You can watch in 4K in exactly. your recliner. Exactly. Um, it, you don't have to pay for parking twenty dollars up a mile away and hoof it to the stadium. And all that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It I is. It. It I is get tough it. though. But we we just wanted to know how much is too much and how much are I, you willing to spend? I. You know what? I would love someone to call in and tell us their a story like that. I spent six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars. I went and now I, I know some guys that went to the national championship game. I never asked them what they paid. They they bought packages. So flight, hotel, right. tickets. So really but even that stuff. Oh, is, that gets crazy. Yeah. That gets crazy. When, so. uh, if your um if your travel package includes a comma, I I, yeah. I, I can't I can't go. Yeah. Okay. That's just generally a nice way to to operate. Also, our Twitter poll questions up at 9 through on the fan on Twitter that you can vote in until 545 today. Brought to you by Vons Diamonds and Jewelry, where Lima celebrates love online at VonsJewelry.com. Is what should the NFL do with the Pro Bowl weekend? There are talks that they might, uh, they're, they're looking at tweaks and changes. So we're asking, what should they do? The options are game as usual, skills competition, flag football, or do away with it. I, look, uh, and we'll talk more about this. Yeah, five fifty yeah, football five fifteen. Yeah, we'll too, talk but, more about that. Uh, I'm four, not a fan. Forty one percent say do a skills competition, and forty one percent say do away with the weekend completely. Do you want to watch the Battle of the Network Stars from nineteen eighty two? I of. mean, <laughs> kind Christy of. McNichol and Scott Bale <laughs> represent ABC. I saw somebody tweet today, uh, like, "Hey, you know, do a." Do a Battle of the Network Stars. Do Iron Chef. You know, <laughs> you, you know, whatever. I want to know if Debo Samuel can make a pickled daikon or whatever. You have I to cook with chocolate and avocados. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think that would be somewhat entertaining. <laughs> but we'll funny. talk more about that coming up. Football at 515. We're also asking, should OHSAA baseball and softball hosts, so where the tournament games are played, be required to have lights? Hundred percent, seventy-six percent right now say yes. Yeah, I did a game last week for WSN. I did a doubleheader softball district game, 
and the first game went into extra innings. Second game ran a little late, and we were really wondering, You're are we going to – Yeah, the... absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with that poll. I, I just – baseball, for instance, um, Lipsick beat Patrick Henry this afternoon 2-1. to one. They're playing a district baseball game at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. One, because they're trying to beat the weather that's right, coming right, in right. tomorrow. But then also, it's at 2 o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah. Maybe not the the best. That'd be tough for time. mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just uh, yeah. I, I would lean towards yeah. If you're going to play, you know, district and regional games at two o'clock in the afternoon because your field doesn't have lights, what? Maybe that what? field shouldn't be your host. Was that was that the reason? Was weather for that? They yeah they moved up from Wednesday to okay. There, a, okay. a couple of softball games got moved up from yeah. yesterday or for, excuse okay. me not yesterday tomorrow to today because. Sure, ain't ain't pretty for no for, for the next tomorrow. three days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it ain't pretty. Yeah, uh, and, and so they got moved, but at the same time, you're still playing at two o'clock in the afternoon. I know, uh, Elias Ed Sandy Field is a fantastic baseball field. Sure, but they don't have lights, so they're playing their district games at two o'clock and five o'clock. Like, yeah, all right, all right. That's but that's really inconvenient for a lot. Yeah, of people. it's a, it's inconvenient for a lot, a lot, a lot of folks. Yeah. So those are our Twitter poll questions. Want you to vote on them at nine three one the fan on Twitter until five forty five, and we'll get your results at the end of today's show. Time for another John Jenkins Jeweler timeout. When we come back, the over under for Big Ten football win totals are out, and we'll play cliffhangers from Price Is Right <laughs> and see just how close we can guess. The over-under win total for Big Ten football teams. When we return, we've got Sports Center first on 93.1 The Fan. We're back inside Basement Doctor Studios, live with Sports Radio, 93.1 The Fan. I'm Garrett Seawright, joined alongside with Danny Holbrook for today's edition of the show. Glad you've got us on, however it is, wherever it is you're doing so. Appreciate it. The college football season is going to be here before you know it. And according to Bet Online Sportsbook, They've got win total over-unders for Big Ten members. And, Danny, I asked you before the show, you have not seen... No, I have not. ...the over-under win totals for... Nope. ...the Big Ten football schedule. So, I will. I guess I'll give you a hint in that all of them have a .5. Oh. So, all of them have a .5 on them. You're going over or under, and we're going to play the... The the cliffhangers. <laughs> Do I win a new car? Uh, you, you get a treadmill <laughs> and a trip to Santa Fe, New Mexico. So neither of them I'm going to use. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't think about that. But So, we will start with who everybody cares about. Ohio State. Yes. What do you believe? And, and, and by the way, if you are within one... If you are within one, we'll keep your hill climber, your yodeling man, on the on the board. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, oh, this is fun. So they all have a point five on them. Okay. What is Ohio State's over under, according to Bet Online Sportsbook? Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go ten point five. Here we go. We'll see. We'll see. Where is that? I'm excited. Is he gonna stop? I'm excited. Oh Woo! my gosh, he hit it perfectly. 10.5 is exactly the Ohio State. I just won macaroni and cheese. You got a box of macaroni and cheese. How much How much does a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese cost, Daddy? $1.39. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, get the, I get the box of five. 
my wife's gonna text go what are you doing what are you doing on the you radio have yard right work <laughs> and yet here we are yes ohio state 10 and a half is that too high or too low in your eyes? i think it's just right i really do I, I think with the talent they got coming back, I think with their schedule set up really fine this year, I think ten and a half is just where they need to be. I think it's a little like it, it, I think you're. I think it's just right because you can't. You can't <laughs> like if you say eleven and a half, right? That means you're saying we're going to be undefeated. Right, I can't e- say that they're either going twelve no. and zero or they're not. No, I can't say that. Yeah, that's a tough one to. Yeah. All right, so ten and a half. Yes, yes. is Ohio State's number. Oh, I'm a hundred percent right now. How about Michigan? Uh, I'm going eight and a half. Oh, Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Do you get to stay on the board? Yes, you do. All right. Michigan is nine and a half. Oh, no. Nine and a half wins for the Wolverines. You know, that's too high or too low. Yeah, I think that's too high, Garrett. They lost a ton on defense. A lot of stuff. A ton. Lost David Ojabo, Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Dax Hill. Lose yeah. your lose your defensive coordinator. Though the three and the three guys you just said were really good. I'm yeah. a Buckeye fan, but I'm telling you, those three guys were really good. They were. Yeah. Uh, I I do think their schedule is not horribly difficult pre Ohio State. No, and the, there's a decent chance they show up in Columbus. Oh, sure. Undefeated. Well, it, here's the thing: they've got a really good offensive line. They've got good quarterback play. They, no, I'm sorry. They've got adequate quarterback play that can win games. Right, they've got good enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. And they've got really good skill position players on the side, on the outside. So yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, okay. I'll give you nine and a half. So nine and a half is. Michigan's. I said eight and a half, but it's nine and a half. Yeah, but you know, it, 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 I think that's a pretty decent number. Their non-conference schedule, by the way, is Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. Where's the Hawaii game at? It is at the Big House. Oh. They're not going to Hawaii on September 10th. <laughs> I was say, how do you sell a kid from Hawaii? You're but, going to Michigan. You know, really, when you look through Michigan's schedule, they're at Iowa the first Saturday in October. That That's going to be a tough game. But then they play Penn State and Michigan State at home, both of them, back-to-back, but there's a bye week between them. Who do they have the week before they come to Columbus? Illinois. Okay, okay. Uh, that's, <laughs> so, that's a bye week. So there's... There's that, but Michigan nine and a half. Also, Penn State and Wisconsin have the same number. Really? What is their number of over now, under wins now, according to Bet Online Sports? Now Play? everything's point five, right? Everything's point five. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to say I'm gonna go back with eight point five. All right. We're sending the cliffhanger. Sending the mountaineer up the mountain. Do you get to stay on the mountain, or did you fall over? Please stay on the mountain. Please stay on the mountain. Please stay on the mountain. Oh, I'm still there. Penn State and Wisconsin are at eight and a half exactly. I'm I'm three out of four. Eight and a half exactly. Well, you're still on the board. Technically, you're still you're 100. You just you're you're three out of four. Perfect. Yes. You're perfect. Three out of four. (laughs) Yeah. Those are those are two comparable programs. With uh, you look at uh, Penn State returning the quarterback with Sean Clifford, and you look at Wisconsin with the run game and the way they their offense runs and Paul Chris, solid coach. Yeah, I like that. So eight and a half. That would be where I would start to go. Mm, not buying it. I don't know that Penn State is a nine win team. I didn't. I, I didn't say that. I just you just asked no, me the over under. No, no, I, yeah, yeah. And that's my. You <laughs> yeah. know, I, to say that eight and a half is the over under, that's, yeah. that's pretty high bar yeah. to like Penn State. Yeah. I, I, sure. I believe Wisconsin can get the nine wins. Right, I, I do. I don't. I don't think that's. 
really up for debate. This is a Penn State team that lost in eight overtimes to Illinois last year. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're non they start the season on a Thursday night at Purdue. Ooh. Their non-conference schedule like Michigan's it's a little better than Michigan's actually. They play Ohio University, Central Michigan and they're at Auburn. The you, well, you're you're losing at Auburn. I I think. I mean, don't you? I I I would lean towards yeah. 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 Other than that though, Penn State's Conference schedule is pretty advantageous. Their road trips in the Big Ten are at Purdue, at Indiana, and at Rutgers. So their cross game is Purdue. They got Purdue. They also play Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. Well, where's the Minnesota game at? At at Penn State. Oh, okay. That's and Happy Valley. Yeah. So not no not not tough. But I don't know that they've got the talent for a nine win season. That's just me. Well, James Franklin will be like, we're, we're almost there. We're almost right. there. We're always we're, almost well, there. I, I know good programs, and we're almost there. If he says it again, I'm going to vomit. Maryland is by its own on a number. Really? What is that number, Danny? Maryland is at five and a half. Five and a half for the Maryland Terrapins. Let's see if the cliffhanger stays on the board. This, this may get me. This may get me. Maryland is five and a half. Are they? <laughs> exactly. Five and a half. I sound like I know what I'm talking about. It's almost is for everybody on the bottom half of this list, if they get to a bowl game, it's like, ah, hey, this is perfect. Yeah. This is great. Five and a half is not hard to accomplish, I don't think. No, I, I think you're right. It, it's it's really not difficult. Their well, non-conference is Buffalo at Charlotte and SMU. Ooh. And then they play at Michigan. They're home for Michigan State. They're at Wisconsin, at Penn State. Wow. Didn't get a whole lot of love there for the Big Ten schedule. Maybe. Well, they'll get those first three wins, so and they'll find two yeah, in the Big yeah, Ten. They, yeah, they, I mean, they play at Indiana, Northwestern, Rutgers. Yeah. They've got some, they've well, got some wins there. Listen, they got a good quarterback. I mean, the quarterback is going to be better. Uh, I, I mean, he had good stretches last yeah. year, and then he had horrendous stretches last year. Uh, I don't know. I think he's got. I'll, I'll say this. I think he's he's got a, his arm is stronger than his brother's. I've never been impressed with his brother's <laughs> arm strength, but uh, yeah. No, that's the the idea that Tua Tungavailoa was going to be a franchise quarterback has always been. I never bought it. I never yeah. never bought it because he went to Alabama. That's the only I, reason he took yeah, the first yeah. round. Yeah, exactly. I never bought it. One big throw. So there are five schools in the Big Ten with the same number. Ooh. Iowa, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Purdue all have the same number. <laughs> and what now, number is that, Danny? Okay. Give me the teams again. Iowa, yeah. Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Purdue. Four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half for the over under. Here we go. This this could ruin me. The cliffhanger climbing the mountaintop. The college football over under win total mountaintop. Oh, that one sunk me. Is it six and a half? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven and a half for Iowa, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Purdue. Wow. Don't you think it's a bunch for that, for I think that group? I think it's a bunch for Nebraska. Uh, absolutely. I, think, I actually think it's a little low for Minnesota. I would agree with that. Minnesota is, if I can get hot takery going here, Minnesota's going to win the Big Ten West. Really? Minnesota is going to be 
I, I, I don't like putting faith in P.J. Fleck. No. But I'm gonna. They should win the Big Ten West. The, Their the, non-conference is New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and Colorado. Win, win, win. They play at Michigan State. Uh, I, that, that's not easy. They play at Penn State. Okay. They play at Nebraska and at Wisconsin. And yet, I still Minnesota has the talent to win the Big Ten West. They have a very, very good offensive line. The tailback was hurt last year. He'll be back this yep. year. He And he is an all-Big Ten runner. Yes. He is very good. He is very good. Tanner Morgan, their quarterback, yes. is back. Tanner Morgan is good enough to win. I like what you said yep. earlier. Yep. And they always, always have good skill position players on the outside. They do. So, yeah, I, like I that. think Minnesota should win the Big Ten West. Seven and a half for Nebraska is high. They went three and nine last year. Yeah. And they won. They lost nine games by a total of, like, 14 points or whatever. No, don't. They, it was all one-score games that somebody did a simulation of. They did that schedule 5,000 times, and they won three games twice in the 5,000 times, but that's how it shook out. Yeah. Seven and a half is a high number for Nebraska. Oh, that's a bunch. That's Well, let, let's be honest. Uh, Frosty's got to win. He's, he's got to win well, seven I, uh, seven games. Um, well, I read this today. He's got to get to a bowl game. His, buy, his buyout drops on October 1st. Yeah, which is a Saturday. So, and, and Nebraska's, by the way, their schedule is somewhat advantageous to start the season. That they're they're playing Northwestern in Ireland to open the season. Top of the morning to you. Then they play North Dakota and Georgia Southern. Okay, I think then they play Oklahoma. Yeah, <laughs> but if it's 1974, I'd be like, I can't wait for that game. Uh, and I think you're going to see Trev Alberts do the old AD shuffle. Remember last well, year? He's my guy. We're well, sticking with him. So so their first five games before his buyout drops by like $3 million is Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, Oklahoma, and Indiana. If you're 4-1 and one in that stretch, yes, you're fine. Yeah, absolutely. If you're three and two or two and three, you are on the hot you are, seat. If, you're if you anything, lose to Indiana yes, on October yes. 1st, you are, you're getting fired on October 2nd. If you're anything less than two and three, you're done. Right. If, if three and two, if you've lost to either North, I think three and two get you fired. Well, if you lost the, to Northwestern Indiana okay, in that first you, five. That's what I was going to say. Because you're going to yeah. lose to Oklahoma. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there you go. Like if you lost to North Dakota or Georgia Southern, it's over. Okay, what if, if, yeah, let me ask you this. What if he's 4-1 and one and he loses to Oklahoma big, like 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 68-3? I think 4-1 and one is still fine. Yeah, I think you're right. I think 4-1, yeah. and one, you still got a job. Yeah. But anything less than 4-1, and one, you're on the hot seat or you're – like 3-2, and two, you're on the hot seat. 2-3, and three, you're fired. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that'll be fun to watch. <laughs> and then we have three other schools, Illinois – Indiana and Northwestern oh. all also have the same number. Had terrible seasons last year. Uh, I'm going to go 3.5. 3.5. We're sending the college football mountain man up the mountain. 3.5. Yay, I've survived. Four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half is the over-under for Illinois, Indiana, and Northwestern. Illinois ain't, ain't winning five games. It ain't happening. And Rutgers did not have a number. They, they did not list a number, <laughs> oh, an over-under number Greg, for Greg's Rutgers. Greg's got to be mad about that one. <laughs> I think you're right. I don't, I don't know that Illinois is winning five games. I don't no. know that Indiana is winning five games. I think I would put – I would give Northwestern the over. And now, let me just say this about Indiana. That, that's a, I like Tom Allen. He's a fiery guy. He's right. and, yeah. He seems like a very good dude. Exactly. I really felt bad for him when Michael Penix left. 
I mean, yeah. you, I just, I never understood that. I, I just never understood. Michael Penix was a difference maker. He really was. Now, he's not, I don't know that he'd been an NFL quarterback, but for the college game, he was a difference maker. And boy, that, that's a big loss. Yeah, probably, that dude never, you can never get him to stay on the field. No, he you could. Always right, hurt. right. But I'd still go to battle with him if I, I mean, if he's my choices. Northwestern, by the way, starts the season, Nebraska and Ireland. Then they play Duke, Southern Illinois, and Miami, all at home. Nice. Miami of Ohio. I was just saying, yeah, yeah, Miami of Ohio. Okay. So conceivably, you're three and one and four and zero oh at that stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think? I would think. Yeah, Pat Fitzgerald does the old every other year, right? <laughs> you know, and this is the good year. They're very good yeah. once every like five six years. Yes. They're pretty good every other year. Yes. And every other year they're really hor- bad, horrendous. Yeah, they're, they're they're Northwestern basketball bad. Yeah. But then they they I mean their worst trips are. Their worst road trip in the Big Ten is at Iowa. They play oh. at Minnesota, I guess, as well. But they get Ohio State at home. They get Wisconsin at home. It's not a bad not, No. Northwestern uh, could win five games. I'll give Northwestern five games. And, and hey, lucky you're going to a bowl. Any time Northwestern goes to a bowl game, that administration is screaming at the top of their lungs. Really. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Because they know who they are. I love that about them. They really do. I mean, don't get me wrong. They, they've they've won the West twice in the last five years, yep. and they've went to the Big Ten Championship. They're in a bowl game pretty and much. And they put up a decent fight against Ohio State. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah, I like Pat Fitzgerald. So that's our uh, guess the Big Ten over-under win totals for the cliffhanger from the prices, right? That we just flat-out stole it. <laughs> Didn't even try to hide it. That'll do it for uh, this segment. We'll take a Don Jenkins jewelry timeout. We'll come back and uh, put a bow on this first hour. we got Sports Center first, though, on Lima Sports Radio, 93.1 The Fan. Back inside the basement, Dr. Studios, Garrett Seawright and Danny Holbrook in for this edition of Cookie and a Monster here on Lima Sports Radio, 93.1 The Fan. Danny, uh, Aristides Aquino for the Cincinnati Reds getting a couple of at-bats lately because the Reds had to go north of the border and some guys were not eligible to enter Canada. And <laughs> then... <laughs> what uh, is that? Yeah, I, I, why are four, four guys put on the uh, unavailable list? Yeah. Um, but... but Aristides Aquino got dropped to the minor leagues yes. by the Reds because uh, he struck out like sixty percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> but last year he was good. There's been, and and that's one. Do you have like a list of dudes who are flashes in the pan for Reds for the Reds that were like either yes had a great season or the yeah the top you thought were going to be great yeah yeah the, the the number one guy that comes to mind for me and I was so excited watching him was Jack Armstrong. Started the All-Star game his rookie season. I mean, he was fantastic. A right-handed pitcher. And after the All-Star game, he went just like, like what happened to Jack? Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'll never forget that. I was so excited because we had really good pitching that year and just atrocious. It's Jack Armstrong at the top of the list. But is well, Ar- I mean, <laughs> is Aristides Aquino on that list of dudes who had, like, that were like, I don't know if, if it's a falling star that or a shooting star yeah. that just had this flash that was like, holy cow, this guy's going to be awesome. And now you're like, this guy sucks. Well, you know, with, with they're so good at picking you apart on your video, and they it's not yeah. hard to figure out. I mean, those guys are paid lots of money to figure out how to get you out. And once they figured out that Aquino couldn't, <laughs> couldn't hit the inside pitch, couldn't hit Uncle Charlie, could, I mean, there was a whole lot of things he couldn't do. Don't throw a fastball across the middle at 102 because he'll knock it right. out of the park. But, um, I mean, there, there's been other guys that you – 
Uh, let's see. Who else was I thinking? Well, when Austin Kearns first came up, I was pretty excited about him, and that didn't. Oh, you know, well, I was going to say Austin Kearns was hype. I don't know yeah. if he ever lived up to the hype. But, but he didn't come. Did he come out just swinging from the get go? And no, then well, it didn't go well. He had a big arm in the outfield, and he was athletic. The other guy too that I think of is uh, is Ryan Wagner. They got him out of the University of Houston. He was a relief pitcher. He had a huge curveball. Never, never went to the minor leagues, and. Uh, Jim Bowden was the GM at the time, which was like like hiring the guy beside you running a garage sale. Uh, <laughs> Bowden Bowden put him in the the Reds lineup, and he just got shelled, and he was never the same. And he was like a twenty two year old rookie who never went to the minor leagues. I mean, when's the last time you saw a guy never go to the minor well, leagues? Well, I, I um the, the Reds had another starting pitcher that was uh, Mike. Yes, I know who you're talking about. I, I yeah. forget his last name, um, but he played it. He yeah, played yeah, at yeah. Arizona State, yes, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I don't remember who, yeah. who, who, what in the world. And he that... pitched for 10 years after that, yeah. but with the Reds, he, he needed that seasoning in the minors, and he never got it. Look that up, because you're, that's going to drive me nuts. You're right, he went to Arizona State, and he was a right-handed pitcher, and he threw a lot of junk. No, not Mike Miner was the first. Mike no. Leak. Mike, Mike Leak, that's it. Yeah, yes. that's it. I, I saw Mike Leak's first yeah. Major League start. Did you? Um, uh, and he's still, he's only 34 years right, old. Right, right. But he, yeah, he, he never played in the minors, I guess, from the, from came straight from college yeah. to the big leagues. And, I'm and remember, sure he played uh, in the minors. Remember, uh, they got a guy from the A's, uh, Aaron Harang. Remember Aaron yeah. Harang? Aaron yeah. Harang had a couple good years for the Reds. He was a solid pitcher, a 500 pitcher, but he was solid. He was an innings eater. And then he just kind of disappeared. Had, he had one really great year, and yeah. I remember people almost pinpointing that. And I don't think this is necessarily fair to Dusty Baker, but he brought Aaron Harang in in like a 19 inning game or yep. something like yep. that, and pitched in the 17th and 18th <laughs> right. inning or whatever. Yeah. And his stats after that in his career, yeah. like he pitched three days before that or whatever. Um, and can you argue that maybe you shouldn't be throwing starters in the 19th inning of a game in yeah. like July? Yeah. Um, that doesn't matter. Yes. But I don't know that it's just necessarily Dusty Baker's fault that he ruined Aaron Harang. I don't know about that. But that's a quick list of flash-in-the-pan red play, Reds players over the years. Uh, but Aristides Aquino, you throw yeah. him a fastball, like you said, Danny, right down, the, yeah. right down the heart of the plate. It's going a long way, but other than that... Ain't happening. All right. Reds and Cubs, 640 tonight from Cincinnati. First hour of the show in the books. Second hour coming up. If you're down 3-0 in a series, and game four is that night, there's pretty much only one thing you can't do. And one professional <laughs> team did it. And we'll talk about it after this Don Jenkins short timeout. It's Cookie and the Monster. Danny Holbrook in for John Cook on today's edition here on Lima Sports Radio. 93-1 The Fan. Second hour, Cookie and the Monster, Lima Sports Radio. 93-1 The Fan. I'm Garrett C. Wright. Join alongside Danny Holbrook for today's edition of Cookie and the Monster. Appreciate you making us a part of your day. However it is, wherever it is you're doing so, whether that's on the radio at 93 on the free 93 The Fan app, or by asking your smart speaker to play 93 on the fan. All guests today will appear via the AmeriFirst Home Mortgage Hotline, and you can as well, 227-9393, 1-888-894-3776. That's 1-888-894-ESPN. You can also tweet the show at 931 fan on Twitter, which is where we've got today's Twitter poll questions. We'll run down them quickly. They're brought to you by Vons Diamonds and Jewelry, where Lima celebrates love online at VonsJewelry.com. The first question, how much is too much for tickets? To watch your favorite team play right now, 65%, say 100 to $150, is too much for one ticket. Okay. Yeah, I th- that's- I, and I, I think I've thought about this. 
excuse me, I paid $150 for a ticket to go, and this sounds ridiculous on the surface, I paid $150 to go, I, I like racing, I went to an IndyCar race okay. at Gateway International Raceway in St. Louis a few years ago, and it, for $150 we got a ticket, it was a, like um, VIP seating, you got nice seats with chair backs yeah. and all that stuff, we got a parking pass, we got yeah. um, pit passes and all that stuff, so for $150 per ticket, we got parking right right at the speedway, all that stuff. So yeah. that's the most I've ever went. Um, yeah, I, I I went to a couple. Of, well, it's been a couple of years ago, fifteen years ago. I went and saw uh, Davidson in Kansas and Detroit at the regional finals. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, paid quite a bit for those tickets and set really high. Uh, felt kind of like we shouldn't have paid that much for that seat, but right. it it was great atmosphere, great. And you wanted to, I wanted to see Curry anyway, so yeah. And so you got to. It's right? what I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. what I do, and it's what I did. <laughs> it's what I did, right. Uh, our other poll questions are, what should the NFL do with Pro Bowl weekend? 43% say, do away with it. Meanwhile, 43% say, just have a skills competition. We'll talk about that yeah, in, about, in about 10 minutes here during football at 515. And also, we're asking, should OHSAA baseball and softball hosts be required to have lights? 78% say yes. There are district baseball games and regional softball games happening this week at 2 o'clock in the afternoon because the places that they've chosen don't have lights. Yeah, that's about the number I thought it would be. I, th- I thought it would be high like that. And yeah. at the same time, most schools spend the entire baseball season playing games, uh, baseball and softball seasons playing games at 5 o'clock because right. a lot of schools don't have lights on their baseball and softball fields. Is there any difference of playing at night? Like, do, does anything change by playing at 7.30, like a 5 o'clock sure. and a 7.30 game? I see what you're saying, yeah. I don't That's know. That's a good point. That's a, I, I didn't think about it. You're right. They Everybody starts their games at yeah, 5 o'clock. Yeah, play at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Um, Especially uh, at March and April when the time change hasn't hit yet. Like, yeah. Um, so, for instance, the Division Four, I think, district baseball games um, happen at Coldwater. They play at 5 and 7.30 because they've got lights. I don't know that Coldwater uses their lights during the baseball season. Like I don't know I that they don't. I don't think they're playing many games at seven thirty or seven o'clock, because. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, not not to contradict you, but I, I mean I, I don't know if they do. Well, I, I was uh, I was asked a couple weeks ago to do a doubleheader girls softball game, and the second game started at like seven thirty. So maybe I, they do. I, I think I I would love I, I would love more games started. I, I, we're, we're doing the show till 6 o'clock. I can't go watch a high school baseball game. We right. start at 7 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, I'll go down and park, pull up a lawn chair, sit and watch. Now, Parkway's a big baseball school. Do you guys have lights? Oh, uh, we do. Yeah, I mean, they got yeah. great facilities. Yeah, they got uh, they got lights and don't use them during the baseball season until Acme. You know, you, you start yeah, playing. Yeah. You play play a doubleheader. It starts at 6. You better have them. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you're, 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 you got lights. Yeah. But for, I think, district and regional games that are really important to folks and really matter, Two o'clock start time on a Tuesday afternoon is a bit right. It's a bit tough to swallow. So uh, that's just my take on it. But seventy eight percent so far agree with us <laughs> at nine three one the fan on Twitter. You can vote on those polls until five forty five. So last night, Danny, the Florida Panthers got eliminated by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Four games to none. Hockey in got, Florida got swept. It. Yes, it's yeah. nothing bigger than <laughs> hockey in Florida. Yeah. Uh, but the Tampa Bay Lightning, two time reigning Stanley Cup champions. Yes. Good, good, good organization. Dispatched the Florida Panthers four games to done. And then a report came out that – so they played on Monday night and Sunday night. Yes. Sunday night after losing game three that a sizable contingent of Florida Panthers went to a establishment where women dance for money. The VFW? Uh, well, <laughs> 
slightly the nicer why? than that. <laughs> and stayed out until 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, my. Between game three and game four. If there's... I, I'm not sure what's on a list of things you can't do when you're about to get swept. That's pretty high up there, isn't it? Yeah. It, now, is that coming from a beat writer? Or is that no, just that, a rumor? That came or? from a, a sports talk host in Tampa Bay who oh, said... who's in the know. Well, he said... I don't. We don't break news on this show. I don't have sources. I have a very good source in the strip club industry. I was like, <laughs> that's the most like sports talk radio. Like, if we're talking about strip clubs, I know what I'm talking about. Is a sentence I wish I hadn't just said out loud. Yeah. But that was the report. Was that a large contingent? And then beat writers started picking up on it. Started texting their sources. Yes, the Florida Panthers went out to look gentlemen's club. We, we, I'm going to tie this into the other topic we were talking about paying big money. You, you know, you know oh. that there's some Florida Panther fans that got together, went to the game, spent a hundred dollars a seat, twenty five for parking, another hundred for beverages and food in yep. the stadium. You're talking three, four hundred. That's not a good look. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer, no. but uh, that's that's a horrible PR move for the Florida Panthers. Well, and I I, I, I read about the story yesterday, uh, but I, Reggie Miller was on the Dan Patrick Show earlier today, and he said that there I are, like Reg. He said there are two schools of thought here. Neither one of them are great. <laughs> one <laughs> one is okay. We just lost Game Three, five to one. Which is in hockey is huge, right? That's that's like getting beaten it's, football right, thirty five three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he said, essentially at that point, you know that you've got one foot on air Cancun. Yeah. So, boys, we might as well accept it. We might as well go have fun one last time together because after tomorrow we're going to lose and that's going to be it. He's like, that's a bad way to look at it. Or the other way is we've taken these playoffs really seriously and we're down 3-0. We might as well go and blow off some steam and see if we can try that. And I understand that thought process, but Cinnamon and Trixie can wait. <laughs> okay? Like the idea Hello that, Kitty is not coming on the stage yeah, tonight. Yeah, like there, there is <laughs> the idea that, all right, we got killed in game three. We're playing the two-time reigning champs. This probably isn't going to go well for us. I don't hate the idea of, hey, boys, we ain't going to win. We might as well go have fun one last time together. But you can't let anybody know that. Well, <laughs> here's the other thing, too, is somebody in that locker room had to have that idea. Hey, guys, right. listen up. What do you guys think about blah, 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 Cinnamon Trixie? Right. We go out, we do our thing, we come back and play again. And, and here's the other thing. Four or five guys had to be like, that's a great idea. That's a that's a super right. It's a good like four or five guys had to say that's a great idea for the dudes who didn't think it's a great idea to go. Yes, that's where I'm going. I better go. But there has <laughs> to be like a 12 year veteran sitting there going, guys, this is right. not. We're down three zero yeah. in a series to the former the two time defending champs. We cannot go see what Diamond's up to until three o'clock in the morning. All right, we can't do it. All I got to do is wait till the game's over. I mean, you're, you, if, I you, would if you think it's not hard, but. <laughs> <laughs> but they went to the gentlemen's club until three o'clock in the morning. Lose last night two to two to nothing. Get shut out. Season's over. Now I think the flip side of that is somehow miraculously, if they win, if they if they go to the gentlemen's club, win game four, somehow come back, storm back, win the series, win the Stanley Cup, they become legendary. That those are the dudes <laughs> who broke their streak and decided to blow off some steam, and Candy really led them to. Led him to the Stanley Cup. That that would be. My wife just texted me and said, "Why does, does he know so Dan- many names?" Yes. 
She said, how does Garrett know many stripper names? <laughs> see. You see. Well, you see. <laughs> the best part, and this is one of the only parts that's good about being fat. I see your face right now. <laughs> the best part about being fat is when you go to these establishments, they assume that it's been a while. And they're not wrong. But when I would go, like, you go to with the group, I'm the only one, like, with a group of friends, I'm the only one who's married. I'm the only one who's got a ring on my finger. The rest of my friends are the ones who need some attention. But I've, you know, there's been a couple times where you're sitting there. You know, Please welcome to the stage, Trixie. But I'm not a professional hockey player down 3 0 in a series to the. <laughs> well, two-time I mean, defending champ. Let me just say this: does, uh, if they come back and win that game, do they even talk about that? I mean, is that brought up? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's brought up, and they're like, "Dude, I don't know what happened down there, but at fire and ice, they warmed they warmed up the Florida Panthers, I guess." Oh wow, that went way out of bounds. <laughs> We're going to take a Don Jenkins short timeout. It's Danny Holbrook in for John Cook for today's edition of Cooking and a Monster. We've got football at 515 next. What should the NFL consider changing about the Pro Bowl? We'll talk about that in less cinnamon and Trixie talk next here on Lima Sports Radio, 93.1 The Fan. It's Lima Sports Radio, 93.1 The Fan, Cooking and a Monster. I'm Garrett C. Wright. Join alongside Danny Holbrook today. Guardians and Astros coming up tonight. 810 first pitch coverage begins at 735 here on Lima Sports Radio, 93.1 The Fan. But it's 515, you know what that means. And Service Master at your service welcomes you to football at 515. Hard work, determination, and sportsmanship create opportunities to be your best. Like Bear Bryant said, it's not the will to win, but it's the will to prepare to win that makes a difference. And that's why it's Service Master. They don't cut corners, they clean them. Danny, the NFL considering pretty big changes to the uh, Pro Bowl weekend. It's one of our poll questions up. What should they do? For Pro Bowl weekend, and a, a big chunk of our listeners are saying just just do away with Pro Bowl weekend. Sure. What what are, what are your thoughts on? Um, it? I so so here's my thoughts. I don't, I don't the game itself is it's awful, and and but I understand it. Uh, it's the the, at, the NFL is different. Like like an NBA All Star game, a Major League Baseball All Star game, you don't have guys running each other and six five to three hundred pounds, blah blah blah. You get it. So I, I get why the NFL players don't want to play the game. The skills competition, here's what I would do. I, I kind of like the skills competition. I, I, I think it really showcases some athletic ability. But you got to get the right guys announcing. Like you got to get yeah. like, like Snoop Dogg or, or Kevin Hart. <laughs> or, Kevin you know, Hart you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guys that would make it really fun and make it entertaining. And, 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 and prop it up and put it in prime time. Put it on one of the networks and make it, make it fun. But they don't. You get it on Sunday on ESPN at 4.30. And you know? it's, and you know, there's, there's, it's two hand touch yeah, for the most part, exactly. Um, and, and obviously, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. No, no. In the Pro Bowl, that's what I'm saying. But is it, there, there has to be a way to make it somewhat interesting, or at least, I don't think the NFL is just going to say, "Ah, hell with it. We're not going to do a Pro Bowl weekend or anything yeah. like that. We're, we're going to be the only sport that doesn't have an All Star game." I don't think that that's going to happen. So for the forty-five percent who say just do away with it, I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't know if you've paid attention to the NFL lately, but they'll do anything for a buck, and I mean anything. So the idea that they're going to do away with the Pro Bowl, I don't, I don't see that happening. We, uh, we, we try to go to the National Baseball Card Show every year, 
and it's in three different locations. It's in either Cleveland, Chicago, or Atlantic City. This summer, it's in Atlantic City. My son lives out on the East Coast. Oh, by the way, he did call just a few minutes ago. He's stationed on a sub off the coast of Maine and said the guys on the sub, very proud of you for your knowledge of stripper oh. names. Yeah. So I didn't the USS Virginia is, 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 is saluting you right now. That's uh, <laughs> the highlight of my radio yeah. career. Um, but, but anyways, so, so you go to this show, and they have all these – baseball, football, basketball guys signing autographs and it's very fan-friendly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Major League Baseball does that, the NBA does, I, I, and NHL does that. Uh, that fan experience, I really like that. I just, I can't imagine, like, so I wonder, what, is there a way to tinker with the format or do you play just, like, I was like, hey, you know what, you just play a flag football seven on seven. Four four percent. No, say flag football. No, like, get uh, ri- get rid of get get rid of the game itself. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take uh, we're gonna take Patrick Mahomes. We're gonna take uh, uh, Deshaun Watson. We're gonna take uh, Joe Burrow and uh, uh, from the Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Those four guys, and they're gonna have a quarterback competition, but. They're going to be throwing at targets for money, and they've picked out of a barrel some lucky fan's name and whatever that you know something right. like that. Make well, it I, fun. I was going to say I think the skills competition should be like the kind of like the highlight. Yes, like, every every sport has you know NBA has a slam dunk contest, three point shootout before the All Star game. Sure, the NHL has a skills competition before the All Star game. Major League Baseball has a home run derby before the All Star game. Uh, and I'm a geek. I love the home run derby. I'm I'm right there with yeah. you. Uh, I think the NFL can maybe be the one sport that can go the opposite way and turn their skills competition day into being like the premier event. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Take 53 dudes from each conference, right? You got 53 man rosters. Sure. Take 53 dudes, and you're going to have a series of events. I want to watch Patrick Mahomes play Josh Allen play putt-putt. All right? Let me, yeah, no, <laughs> you're gonna play, I get like, it. You're yeah. going to play putt-putt, and you just assign dudes tasks. Hey, we're going to do Iron Chef. We're going to do yeah. Chopped from Food Network. Do Make all of that stuff, and then do the skills competition. And I don't know if you got to pre-record the skills, but do stuff throughout the week because you can't just give up the week between the Super Bowl and the conference championship games and go. All right, we're going to talk about the Bengals and Ravens for an extra week. Yeah, and, and nobody's talking about the Pro Bowl, but you can turn that into something, folks. You're going to be talking or, about, or, or can't you take like let's just say the top ten rookies of that year and they play the top. You know, to some veterans. Yeah. And, well, and make it a fun event of some type. I thought about that as well. Can you do like, uh, and nobody's going to, I don't think there's a way to do this, but wouldn't it be cool to like, hey, the rookie class that's incoming for the NFL draft? Yeah. Like college, like a college all-star team versus the AFC or NFC all-stars yeah. or whatever. Now the idea of like, oh, we're going to have all the players and we're going to have team Dion and team Jerry Rice and they're going to draft. I don't care. Yeah. Right. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. And I, the idea that you know nobody watches the Pro Bowl, eleven million people watched Pro Bowl last year. Well, don't like, you it's think it's ridiculous? The, yeah, that don't people you, do? Well, the NFL got a little cheap when they moved it out of Honolulu. I thought, I, I thought, I don't know. I, I liked it in Honolulu. No, I, I think it's a great way to get people to to go. Yeah, like hey, I, they can go to Miami, they can go to right. Orlando, sure, Las Vegas, whenever they want. Not a whole lot of people are picking up and sure. making the trip to Hawaii, that, but if the NFL's footing the bill, yeah, let's yeah, exactly <laughs> let's do it. And I. I I think it's a big thing for football in general to have that showcase event in Hawaii because there are some big dudes on the islands of Hawaii that oh, are looking, of, yeah. looking to play football, so you might as well keep them engaged by bringing the, now the stadium in Hawaii. Has it's been, trash. Right, yeah, it's, it's, it's trash. They need to explode. And, but when they <laughs> when they build a new one, bring, bring the Pro Bowl back to Hawaii. Yeah. I think it brings 
every year that week leading up to the Pro Bowl, you see uh, Drew Brees will not be participating in this year's Pro Bowl. He's yeah. going to stay home and rest due to a shoulder injury. Yeah. Like, well, you didn't talk about a shoulder injury during the whole damn season, but yeah. now that he's got to go to Orlando, I don't know. There's just there's got to be a way to make it something interesting for your fans. And you can't be the one sport that's like, ah, to hell with a an all star event. We don't need it. Yeah, two weeks between the the AFC, or the championship games and the Super Bowl. You're right. That that is a great time to really, really uh, work on your PR. I mean, NFL's taken a lot of hits here <laughs> over the last four or five years. Yeah. But if you can come up with something that is solid and that, that people get excited about the 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 game, the best part of the game last year was just watching the tweets and the guys just. People's talking about. I mean, it was it was that was as bad as I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that, it's, it's there's a joke. no reason to do it. It's a joke. It yeah. is a source of a joke. Yeah. Yes, but you can turn it into something else. You just got to put some effort into it. And I don't I don't know what way you turn. Well, but if you get it wrong this time, I think then you have to start really talking about like, well, okay, we got to just do. When I was a kid, the Battle of Network Stars. Do you remember that? I'm telling you, know, you John uh, Ritter for Team ABC versus uh, Abe Pagoda from Fish. <laughs> I would watch that. I, I want to see an obstacle course yes. or make them do American Glad. Like I want to see Tyreek Hill do American yes. Gladiators. Let's. Uh, you want to see like uh, uh, Gene Stapleton from All in the Family take on Urkel from Family Matters. Yeah, yeah. And I want to see like uh, their attack. I want to see a hot dog eating contest between Jonathan Ogden and Orlando Pace. Like I, I just want to see it. So let's see if one we of those can... dudes choke. There's nobody's gonna be able no, to nope, there's no Heimlich. <laughs> there's no Heimlich for those dudes. That's football at five fifteen. We'll take a Don Jenkins jeweler timeout. Also, one of our poll questions today is what's what's your limit for tickets? How much is too much? And are are, are regular fans being deliberately priced out? We'll investigate after this Don Jenkins jeweler timeout. It's Cookie and the Monster, Danny Holbrook in for John. Don Jenkins jeweler timeout. We got Sports Center first on ninety three on the fan. We'll let that one breathe for a second. It's a good tune. <laughs> it's Limer Sports Radio, 93 on the fan. I'm Garrett Seawright, joined alongside Danny Holbrook for today's edition of Cookie and the Monster. Glad you made us a part of your day. Got a poll question out at 93 on the fan on Twitter. We're asking how much is too much to pay for tickets to watch your favorite team? And the, the reason we're asking is that Ohio State Notre Dame is it's through the roof on the second uh, on the secondary market like the, i think the cheapest get in price is $300 right now yeah. and obviously it's a big game it's a big name coming to ohio state it's a season four, opener season opener yeah. former buckeye yeah. leading notre dame and now. what he said last year uh, it, it's there's a lot of yeah it, it college game day is going to be there it's a 7:30 kickoff a lot of reason for why tickets will be and should be high $330 is the lowest price ticket is is banana lands and i get that we're months out and people maybe it's artificial 333 dollars for a ticket is ridiculous to me danny i don't yeah you know obviously the university can't control right what someone does with their tickets once they purchase those tickets but yeah i mean those scalpers have to be registered with the city I, we've been down to enough buckeye games down there before uh now online you don't have to, i mean that, right. nothing good I mean, it's a wild west like, like there. um you know last year uh there was a few games when i would watch and i would look in the crowd and at that corner section there was and i said to uh people time and time again why are we not selling those tickets at 20 bucks a piece why are we not low and they wouldn't do it the, now the university did come out before or as soon as the season ended with a 
season package that was lower than the previous yeah. year. So they did make some adjustments there. But uh, you know, you, you you the average guy. You know, I I'm not. I would love to go to the Ohio State Notre Dame game. And if I get a ticket given to me, or if I get one at face value, I will absolutely go. I would love to be there, but I'm not. I'm not paying the prices they want right now. No, there's, there's. I'm, I'm staring at. This is just StubHub. Yeah. Um, in, in D deck, so underneath the press box. Yeah. You are as virtually as far away from the field as you're you in can the studio be. with us here. Yes. <laughs> Our six hundred and fourteen dollars wow. is the cheapest ticket, and that's listed as a good value. Yeah. Uh, six hundred and fourteen dollars. I think it was 1995, uh, 95, 96, I went down the first time the Buckeyes had played Notre Dame. It was a home game. It's when they had Ron Paulus, and we had Pepe Pearson, and and uh, we, we spanked him pretty good. Yeah. We went to the game for the tailgating activity, trying to find a ticket, mm-hmm. and it was similar to that, but they, I mean, they weren't that high, obviously, because of the... the the difference right. in the years and you know it was if, if back then it was like 250 bucks we're like, oh my gosh we're not paying that and so we went to a, a bar up on high street and watched the game but the, the these are crazy the, it's, it's out of control are you pricing out normal people at 333 dollars oh the cheapest? well yeah i mean like are there still blue collar people who were like ah, hell with it i'll pay 330 dollars a seat to see ohio state Notre Dame. Yeah, but those are the guys that also poison trees in Tumor's Corner. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think you're far off. I don't think you're far off. <laughs> you know, it is hard. Um, I've taken my son to a few games down there. Uh, here's the thing. you got to be strategic. Like, we go to Indiana every other year to watch the Buckeyes play because it's a cheap ticket. Right. You, if Short you're going drive, to a, cheap yeah, ticket. If you're going to a home game, you're usually watching them play a Mac school uh you know or a yeah. directional school and there's no there's no shame in that but you're not you're not going down now i've been to penn state i've been to michigan michigan state games um but i've also paid through the roof for those tickets see i've been to i've been to penn state not for ohio state i went to michigan state yeah. a few years ago um and i think our tickets were 14 dollars because michigan state was sure. terrible it yeah was yeah December. yeah it was december it was um november 19th it was 14 degrees that day Tickets, tickets were cheap. It might have been. Yeah. I think, hell, we, we might have paid $40 by the time game time came around. It was $9. Yeah. Um, I, I've been to Illinois. I've been to Purdue. I've been yeah. Because it's cheaper to buy a $70 ticket at yes. Purdue and drive there exactly. and stay the night in Kokomo than it is to yep. get one ticket to go to Ohio State. Yeah. But, there. I mean, listen, I, I'm not going to defend the university like that, but... I, if and you, I and I get that they yes, don't have any control right. over the stub hub, yeah. the ticket ma- like the Ticketmaster resell and vivid seats and I, I get that they have no control. But people are at some point still paying those prices to somebody to get those tickets and yeah. it's it's just crazy to me. Do, do you think do you think building <laughs> now God bless the the Buckeyes, but then they'll never get rid of the shoe. Don't get me wrong, but you you could build another stadium and put a hundred and four, and I think you'd fill it every Saturday. I mean, if we're if, if we're doing what we're doing, if you like the world's biggest stadium is in uh, North Korea, it's like one hundred and eighty thousand yeah. seats. Yeah, we don't play them this year. Do no, we? no, they're not on a schedule. That's <laughs> next year. Um, the Pie Young Pirates, but you could you could build a stadium like that and sell tickets for twenty bucks. Sure. And it's the same as selling a hundred thousand seats for that's a, sixty bucks. Like it, the, Garrett, they 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 put seventy thousand people in April at five bucks a piece right. for the spring game. That means nothing. I just I I, I think you've got to at some point either 
Like, okay, Ohio State, Notre Dame tickets are going to be outrageous. But Ohio State, Arkansas State yes, tickets are yes. going to be 25 bucks. I, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Absolutely. We went down a couple years ago. Because uh, they're, not, they're not making their money from ticket sales. Like, they no. are to an extent. But when you're getting $60 million from the Big Ten Network, you, you don't really have to worry about, no. like, by God, we got a salary ticket to, to, they don't. to the shoe for $250. That's why, that's why they don't change pr- ticket prices. Right. Um, we went down a couple years ago and watched them play Florida A&M. And I think we got tickets for like thirty bucks. Yeah, and I and I and it was totally seventy-seven agreed. another. Yeah, game. yeah, well, it was. It was. It, in fact, we left with a, like three minutes to go in the game because it was like seventy-eight nothing. Yeah, it, 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 and I have no problem with Michigan, Penn State, no, Michigan State, no. Wisconsin. Like the Wisconsin ticket on Saturday, September twenty-fourth, is going to be a pretty expensive ticket, and I have no, I don't, I don't have a problem with that per se. Sure. But when the tickets to see them play Arkansas State in Toledo are going to be still. More than what folks are saying, hey, this is what I'm willing to spend. That's a problem. Yeah, and going back to what we talked about earlier, I don't have a problem putting a thousand dollars down for my weekend in New Orleans with my airfare, my three right. nights in a hotel, and my football ticket. I mean, I. I but when your ticket, <laughs> yeah, when your right. tickets are going right. to have a comma in it, is yeah, exactly like, okay. Not great. Yeah. Don't love it. I just, and, and I I understand that college football is ran on on. Money and greed. Yeah. I get that. But, you know, but, I've, I've worked in public education for, for 20-some years, and there's a lot of kids that live an hour from the stadium where I've the, – the, the three schools, districts I've worked in, they're never – they're just, they're yeah. just never going to see a Buckeye game at the shoe. Don't get me wrong. They, you know, they, they watch him on TV, but they're, they're never – because a, a, a Saturday at the shoe with your dad is – it's going to cost you three or four hundred bucks. Right. Easy. Easy. And that's one. I think that's why the spring game is as popular as yeah. it is. Hey, yeah. I can I can I can afford to take you to the yeah. spring game. We we can yeah. afford to do that. Where can I can I afford to take you to Ohio State, Arkansas State? No, probably not. And if you can't afford Ohio State, Arkansas State, you've got no chance of yeah. affording Ohio State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin. <laughs> You got no shot. I'll tell you what a junkie I am. Uh, three years ago, I went down to, to, the, to the shoe when the uh, Browns had the brown and orange scrimmage down mm-hmm. there. Boy, that was a, uh, a greenie. That, that was terrible. <laughs> that, I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, there was about 30,000 of us sitting down there watching a glorified practice. And you bought it. I did. <laughs> I bought, I bought tickets. I did. I did. I went. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just I, I think that the prices are just to a point where it's like, hey, man. You are, you're begging me to stay home at that point. You're, yeah, and I think so much of the, um, so much of our fandom is sometimes built into. I became a fan of Team XYZ because my dad took me to a game. My grandpa took me to a game. We went to see whatever, and you build from there. And you're not going to necessarily build all of those fans if you can't take a kid who's 12 years old. Because you can't, you gotta take out a second mortgage yeah. to get tickets to Ohio State Toledo. I've been to a lot of college football. I went to, I had family that lived in Columbia, South Carolina, so uh, I went down one year and watched uh, the Gamecocks play Florida. Uh, went down one year and watched them play Tennessee, and I think we were paying to get into this. I think we were paying twenty to twenty five dollars a ticket, yeah. and it was a full stadium. And it was I, a full stadium. And I don't think like every like if you're in Double A deck row two, you yeah. should not be paying twenty five dollars. No, but sure. if I'm in C deck. Yeah, and it's ninety-five degrees outside. The idea that I've paid one hundred and twenty-one dollars to do that, 
and I, and it, and I got to get something to cool me down that's going to cost me twelve dollars. Yeah. I oh, agree. My, my my in-laws are are um, are alumni from Ohio State, so they yeah. get they get tickets. And um, before they would always like, hey, what what game do you want? I'm like, oh, I want to go to this game, or I want to go to that game, or whatever. At this now, point now, I, I, do I want to pay $40 to park at the gas station down the street and hoof it a mile and then walk all the way up to Sea Deck yeah. to watch Ohio State beat Arkansas State 45-6? to six? No, I really, I really don't. I'll stay at home. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, how long have they had those tickets, and what has the price influx been since they've had them to now? Uh, that's a great question. Um, before, it was like, hey, they got two tickets to a game. And that was it. And, wow. that, and then it turned into they get two tickets to a Big Ten game and four tickets to a non-conference game if, okay. they, if you want to buy them. Yeah. Now, I imagine if I want to buy four tickets to Notre Dame this year, probably not going to get to do it. I get, I'm, I'm going to get to buy from them Toledo or Arkansas State. But you know, even if this year um, the, the schedule in the Big Ten is pretty good. That, uh, and and they, they, my wife and her dad had went to when USC came to town, when Texas came to town. Like the, that was the tickets that they got. Now like, that's awesome. Yeah. But I'm, my luck, would say, hey, can I get two tickets to your Big Ten game? Like, oh yeah, is it going to be Wisconsin? Is it going to be Iowa? No, it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be Michigan. No, it's going to be Indiana or Rutgers. You know, there's something <laughs> cool they do though. Uh, the uh, the athletic department they have a. Uh, one game a year where they send out these uh, – you can get so many tickets for your football team. You mm-hmm. can take uh, eight or nine kids off your football team. Now, that I went. That was when I was at Upper Side of Valley. went with Coach Spencer, and we were at the Florida A&M game. Uh, so you're not getting – you're not getting right. Penn State, Michigan, and, you know, the, those. You're getting you're the getting, non – they call them non-premium games. Yes. Yeah. Which is a nice way to say, this game goes <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but This game if, don't matter. Right. If that's how you got to get in, that's how yeah, you got to get yeah. in. yeah. But Ohio State Notre Dame tickets right now, the cheapest seat on StubHub, $333. Take our final Don Jenkins Jeweler timeout. We'll come back, put a bow on today's show with the poll results. We'll also hit the water cooler. We'll do it next here on Lima Sports Radio, 93 World of Fame. We've got Sports Center first. Back inside the basement doctor studios, final time, Lima Sports Radio, 93 World of Fame. I'm Garrett C. Wright. Join alongside Danny Holbrook. It's Cookie and a Monster. Appreciate you having us on. However it is, wherever it is you're doing so. We had a couple of poll questions up today at 931 The Fan on Twitter. Voting has expired for that. Twitter poll questions brought to you by Vons Diamonds and Jewelry, where Lima celebrates love online at VonsJewelry.com. We asked, how much is too much for tickets to watch your favorite team? And again, uh, Danny, I think it, I, obviously like I'm not paying 150 bucks to sure. watch the Reds or... Um, I'm a Colts fan. I'm not paying 150 bucks to watch the Colts. Right, right. It's pretty much. I should have just put how much is too much to watch Ohio yeah. State at the shoe. Yeah. About 100, 100 to 149 dollars was the. That's too much. 63 percent. That 100 to 150 bucks is too much. That's that's kind of kind of odd that they would go up to 100, and they're okay with that. Like I I, yeah. I told you all, I the last Ohio State game I went to at the shoe. Uh, they played Oregon State, and I my ticket was a hundred dollars because it was yeah. you know a, the premium non conference game. Power five school. Oregon State is not a premium no. non conference game. No, um, I, was that two thousand nineteen maybe that they played? Maybe two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, but I got. I'm trying to look up who they. Did you even stay for the whole thing? Uh, no, we got. <laughs> we uh, it was a rain delay at halftime. Yeah, um, we left. Oh yeah, it was 2018. Ohio State won 77 to 31. Give it 31. Yeah. And their non-conference slate that year was Oregon, Oregon State, TCU at 
in Jerry Jerry's world. Yeah, I went that game. That's the game I went to. Yeah, they played Tulane. Yeah. So your premier was- your premier non conference <laughs> matchup is Oregon State. Yeah, I remember we lost Nick Bosa for the year at, the TCU at TCU. Game. I yeah. was there. Yeah, that was a hot button issue at the time. Oh yeah. Like a, oh yeah. Yeah. He's quitting on the team. No, <laughs> he got hurt. Now now everybody like be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Denzel Ward quit on him, didn't he? Yeah. Well, <laughs> those are other topics. Well. Yeah, that was the year Ohio State lost to Purdue, forty-three yeah, yeah. twenty. Yeah, I saw Denzel Ward false start at the state track meet his junior year. I was crushed. <laughs> I was, and you knew I was. I was. I was sitting beside Charlie Strong when he was at Texas. He was at Texas at the time. And Charlie, <laughs> that's my best Charlie Strong person. <laughs> I'm like, what, Charlie? What are you doing here? I come to recruit athletes. You know, I go to track meets. I'm like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Okay, yeah. Didn't go well for Charlie. No, it didn't go well for Charlie. I was the kiss of death for Charlie yeah, Strong. Didn't go well for Charlie. He's there. lost a few jobs since then. That he uh, has. That <laughs> he has. So our poll question was uh, that was one of our poll questions. Our second yeah. poll question was what should the NFL do with the Pro Bowl weekend? Forty eight and a half percent say just do away with it. Do away with it. But they don't have an. Uh, I guess we didn't put a thing on there for saying what are you going to do right. if you get away with it. I do wonder, and I don't think you can do it because it's just extending the college football season. You put the national championship game on that Sunday of Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl Sunday, the week before the Super Bowl. Well, because uh, at that point it's February like second. I've always said, and I know it's money. Well, why is the national championship on Monday night? It's I, dumb. I, I think if you played it on Saturday night, you the numbers would be out of the world. I I think it would be. I really do. Sunday night, you're losing people too. Yeah, yeah. Monday night is just Monday night is bad. It is. It really is. But I don't like Monday night. They didn't ask us. I was gonna say nobody's asked me. <laughs> Our final Twitter poll, f- final Twitter poll question. Yeah, is should the OHSAA should OHSAA baseball and softball hosts be required to have lights? Seventy three percent say yes. Yes, they should. You know, I thought about that. You, uh, since you first said it earlier today, the word required, I, I didn't think about that. That's a lot of expense to a school. I think in that way. I really wasn't. But you you get to host the baseball and softball tournament. Okay. I, like I don't I don't well, <laughs> you get fifty people. <laughs> no, like so the the state the state rents those those yeah, fields out or whatever and it, it's yeah. more than I like sure. for, for for baseball and softball, it's more than I think people would think. Also, I'm I, I'm not a hundred percent certain on just how expensive lights are I, I think they're a decently expensive yeah uh expense but also how much money is the ohsa missing out on by playing games at two o'clock in the afternoon and five o'clock oh that's in the a great point rather yeah. than playing at five and seven thirty or that's whatever great point. I, it just the idea I, I don't know how many times you know we've we've seen a game like you mentioned the doubleheader softball district yeah. last week at wapak where by the end of the second game, you probably, was, sh- probably yeah. shouldn't have been playing, but yeah. you have to because, by God, we gotta we got to get this thing in. Yeah. It's not a problem if you got lights, but it is what it is. They're going to play where they want to play. I just think 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock is not. Silly. It's not. Not best case scenario. Yep. Going to the water cooler, Danny. Got anything that the folks should know when they they're hitting up the water cooler tomorrow? Yeah, I think the uh, Deshaun Watson interview to, <laughs> with the uh, alleged uh, victims uh, is that the word to use? Uh, yeah, yeah. The ladies are uh, they're going to interview them. I think it's going to be uh, must see TV. Uh, and I just saw a report uh, when we went on the air that uh, uh, one of the victims has now filed a lawsuit against Deshaun Watson. Expect more to come in. Um, I don't know what the grounds are. I'm not a legal expert, but I think what you said yesterday is there could be a suspension real soon. Uh, and the other thing, too, is Mavs Warriors tonight. Uh, 
if this is big because if the Warriors close them out, they're going to have a nice little stretch of rest before they pay, play the Celtics or the Heat. Yep, yep. You're, you're going to have you're going to have a nice, nice long stretch. Yep. Before the NBA Finals start, I think uh, the NBA Finals start. By the way, next Tuesday. Yeah, like in the I end, think it's I think it's the first. In the end, sometime like August thirtieth, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when they get to Game yeah. fourteen of the NBA <laughs> Finals. Um, no, but speaking of HBO Real Sports tonight. They're going to do a profile on the Savannah Bananas. And if you don't know the Savannah <laughs> Bananas, they're the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball, but better. Yes, great stuff. It's so much fun. It's This backstory is great. The, the backstory is super interesting. So if you're tuning in to watch Deshaun Watson's accusers, maybe tune in early. Watch the story about the Savannah Bananas. I couldn't be a bigger Savannah Bananas fan. I watched and, uh, I watched one of their clips today. I was watching it. Ah, yeah. it's good. It's good. Good stuff. It's going to be on ESPN Plus this summer. If you if you like baseball and like fun, I think you'll like the Savannah Bananas. So check that out on HBO Real Sports tonight as well. That'll do it for today's edition of the show. Danny, thanks so much for hopping on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate your time. We'll catch you tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel for Cookie and a Monster. You're on Lining Three One, the fan.